are you in the driver's seat? And if the answer is yes, do you know where you're going and why you want to get there? If you're not really sure about your abilities and your vision, then you can get pushed into another trajectory. There's always the backseat drivers on the journey who have got so many opinions, right, on the right course to take, what path to be on. But so many times we find ourselves in the passenger seat of our own journey where we are driving in the direction of goals that maybe we didn't even set for ourselves. It's just either society's expectations, the impressions of others that we're striving to please. So many times I think we even fall asleep at the wheel of the car, right? As we're thinking about like, where am I heading either in my career, in my life in general? What does that ultimate destination look like? Welcome to the Swag and Soul Show. A virtual road trip between two entrepreneurs and BFFs who are navigating the uncertainty and possibility of pursuing life off the beaten path. Hi, I'm Christina, a wife, mother, karaoke queen, and a fierce founder with a massive mission to create a more just, equitable, and flourishing world. I guide executives, educators, and entrepreneurs to marry their personal essence with their professional excellence in order to achieve greater freedom, fulfillment, and flow. And I am Yeti, a chief swagger officer and burnout survivor, passionate about reimagining well-being. I am bodacious and loquacious. I love geeking out about empowering C-suite execs, entrepreneurs, and women in leadership to achieve multiple streams of wealth, health, and joy. My superpower is advising superstars on how to rock their swagger to the boardroom and beyond. Together, we are here to be your biz besties and help you navigate this journey from powerhouse pivots to purpose-driven paths. You have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul. Where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions. All right, Christina, today we're talking all about how to drive off the beaten path, okay? I know you and I have a spirit of adventure, right? A bit of an adventurous spirit, and not everyone shares that same idea, right, of how we get to choose our own path. So I just remember a friend of mine, former classmate, we're at an event, a networking event, and uh, I remember him introducing me and he said, you know, this is Anyeti, she's taken a step back to, you know, focus on, I don't know if it's like wellness or just better quality of life or something like that. And I was like, I remember pausing in that moment and asking myself, have I taken a step back? You know, here I am thinking I've taken a giant leap forward, (laughs) you know, after having never even, you know, stepped up to the plate in terms of prioritizing my own well-being and being so focused on that career success. I felt like this was me taking a step forward in the direction of my dreams and the direction of what I, you know, think it means to flourish, right? But not everyone feels that same way. Not everyone feels that same way or prioritizes it in the same sense when we think outside of the traditional definitions of success. I'm curious your perspective, whether with family members or friends who've kind of questioned your choices or... You know, my mom, I feel like basically gaslit me for the first full year for my business because she would almost on a daily basis, ask me when I'm 
going to get a real job, right? Like she just couldn't understand how somebody who had kind of worked through the ranks and got into this pinnacle position of being a high school principal would ever walk away from that. I think she thought there was, you know, there's some some financial security that is there. To some people, there's some prestige that's there. And it was, again, like almost a daily battle to get her to understand that I was charting my own path. And ironically, the catalyst to me making that transition, right, was her Alzheimer's diagnosis and not knowing what caring for her might look like. And then, you know, having my son who was almost two at the time and just really feeling that pressure of being a part of that sandwich generation who felt like I need to care for aging parents and I need to care for young children. And for me, I had to be really comfortable with other people questioning my decisions that ultimately affected my life and not allowing other people's opinions or judgments to shape or deter the journey that I was on. Oh my goodness, you are speaking the truth. I mean, <laughs> there's always those backseat drivers, right? There's always the backseat drivers on the journey who have got so many opinions, right, on the right course to take, what path to be on. But so many times we find ourselves in the passenger seat of our own journey, right? Like where we are driving in the direction of goals that maybe we didn't even set for ourselves. It's just either society's expectations, either the impressions of others that we're striving to please or to consider. So many times I think we even fall asleep at the wheel of the of the car, yeah. right? As we're thinking about like, where am I heading either in my career, in my life in general? What does that ultimate destination look like? And I think it happens more for women in leadership, mm -hmm. to be quite honest. Like, I think that we're so socialized or conditioned to weigh the opinions of others or weigh the concerns of others greater than our own. And that's why it makes it harder sometimes to hear our own voice, to, to stop and pause and say, like, what do I really want? Yeah. And I think that even when you are in your own driver's seat, right, if you're in a new land, when you're when you're traversing a new landscape and you're trying to catch your bearings and you're you're not really fully sure what's around the corner or if you're safe in the space that you're in, anytime you're sort of out of your element, it can throw you off. And then again, when you have those backseat drivers kind of in your ear, again, if you're not really sure about your abilities and your vision, then you can get sort of pushed into another trajectory. But anyway, so I'm thinking about like, I feel like my epiphany moment for me was basically when I quit my job, I set out to create this consulting company. And I remember, you know, different people saying, well, you'll be fine because your husband works. You're part of a two income family. And meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, y'all are making a lot of assumptions. First of all, yes, I come from a two income household. But when we created and designed our lifestyle, it was based off of two incomes for which it was not 50-50. Like I am the breadwinner in my home. And so if I am basically doing at least two thirds of our household bills, that's not even counting, you know, some of the more luxury items, if you will, then not having my income actually does put us in a compromising position. 
And so I created my business with the understanding that this was in a way life or death. Like I had to make sure that my business was successful. And I remember in the beginning when I had gotten that first engagement and I joked that it was the manna from heaven, it was just enough to cover my mortgage and my car payment. And then luckily within a few months, some things shifted. They needed me more. I wound up out earning my principal salary right in that first full year of entrepreneurship. And that is what gave me a renewed confidence and hope and optimism of what my future could be like, right? Because I had surpassed what I had achieved in this considered safe and traditional space. And that basically allowed me to start dreaming bigger about what I could do for myself. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like you get to choose your own adventure, right? Like all this time you've been on this path, you've been hard charging, right? Whether you in the education space, me and, you know, health and wellness and becoming a corporate executive, like we've been on this set path to success and all of a sudden we get to choose our own adventure. That can feel daunting, you know, in many ways. I think for you, you proactively ran towards it, right? Because you had your mom being, you know, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, your child, right? Was very young at the time, right? You had just become a new mom. And so there was a lot of reasons why you were like, this ain't working. Like I got to figure something else out, right? I think for me, what caused the trepidation was like, I didn't choose it, right? Like I didn't choose to leave the path I was on, the path left me, right? So for me, I think, I remember being at like a prestigious firm. I was, you know, in that corporate consulting space, doing strategy consulting with like some of the largest global brands, working behind the scenes and advising them on how to grow their businesses. And I remember having that massive like career success and being super, super successful on paper, but personally experiencing some of the lowest points in my own wellness, right? Like just like my hair is falling out in clumps. I'm having heart palpitations. All the things that should not be happening. And from a vanity perspective, we're like, okay, something's got to give. I can't hide that yeah. things are not going well anymore. I kind of got to deal with this, but I, I don't think I would have, right? I kept charging towards that path, climbing the ladder, trying to get to that next level of success. I was set on becoming a partner at that firm. And all of a sudden, one day I walk into the office and I'm told that my services are no longer required. I was laid off from that dream job. And I think in that moment, right, recognizing that I didn't even recognize myself, like I'm literally looking at my reflection in the mirror and I realized I'd lost the sparkle in my eyes. And I'm thinking something's got to shift, something's got to give. But because I didn't choose it myself, you know, being a child of immigrants, we're always taught to work harder, keep going, like, you know, be productive. And now all of a sudden having that space where I can no longer hide behind that identity, being tied so much into a job title or like fancy salary, right? I now was left to face myself yeah. in the mirror, right? And and that was like a super humbling moment to start to make me question all my previous life choices, but then to give me a greater sense of responsibility on charting the path ahead, right? Because like, okay, things didn't turn out as I anticipated, but now I have the audacity of choice, right? To be able to pick a new journey. And that for me, having not 
you know, then in the driver's seat of that decision now, it became the urgency around, you know, me getting really clear on who I was, what I wanted and where I was heading in life. That became so much more potent, you know? Yeah. And I think it transcends just the professional, right? Because, you know, back in 2008, when actually I was at the sort of height of my career, I had just become one of the youngest New York City high school principals. I just bought my first apartment in Brooklyn. All these societal checkboxes of what success meant and are, you know, anything that I kind of felt like I had control over, I was winning at. And my marriage was literally in shambles. And I, you know, this was not the fairy tale that I had envisioned. This was not, you know, I'm one of those people who every five years I have a five-year plan and I generally check all those boxes off. And, you know, it was, I distinctly remember actually December of 2007. That's my time when I reflect on the year before I start envisioning the year ahead. And in my five-year plan, I had originally said, oh, in 2008, that's when I'm going to start trying to have a family. And I remember thinking, there's no way I can have a family with this person right now. And, you know, we we did our counseling and it just, it wasn't going to work because it was two people and it required both parties being all in. And it was a lot for me to separate the failure of the marriage apart from the failure of myself, right? And so, you know, I'm sure the, the similar feeling at, in the layoff, right? Like, so whether it's in a job, whether it's in a relationship, Uh, We have to be able to separate our identities from the accomplishment or the relationship and be able to kind of figure out what is the new vision? What is the net? Like, can we alter what we thought it had to be and create something new? Because I will say whether it was the transition of being a divorcee, being single again, then eventually getting married again or leaving my, you know, secure principal job to try this wild ride of entrepreneurship, it required an act of faith. It required also looking and connecting myself with other people who were on similar and different adventures, but seeing what was possible, hearing their stories, knowing that the troubles I was experiencing were not unique to me, but like these are, you know, collective experiences that everyone not only goes through, but comes out of like stronger, bigger, brighter, better. So that for me, I think connecting into a community was a pivotal piece for me as well. Absolutely. And maybe if you're listening to us, right, having this conversation, you too can recall a time where you had to really pause and reflect and reevaluate the current path that you were on, right? And really reflect on and think about, right? What was the shift? What was going to be the next move? Before we can even decide about the next move, we got to kind of come to grips, right, with what is the current situation and what is it requiring of us in terms of really navigating that shift? I think the exciting point when you kind of, you know, they say accepting (laughs) the shift is the first step. Once you finally come to grips with that, for me, you know, after the layoff, there was a lot of denial. And then there was a lot of like bargaining to say, oh, if I could have only stayed in that role, I could have achieved. And, And then there emerges this new dream, 
right? That comes about when you're like, okay, there's another way to be. There's another vision, another dream to be had, right? Like, what might that look like? Hey, hey, Swagnistas and Solsters. We want to let you know about a very special opportunity to get more connected with finding your way through the chaos of this online jungle and business world. And life as well. As many of you may already know, Christine and I were faced with hard times when the pandemic hit, and we had to find a way to hit back. I was trying to bounce back from a layoff from my dream job as a corporate exec. And after quitting my job as a principal due to my mom's illness and reinventing my career, I found myself on hold with the unemployment office after the pandemic eviscerated my biz down to zero. From having to navigate uncertainty with no playbook to questioning everything about the meaning of success, we know what it's like to try to figure things out to discover what we wanted out of our lives, clarify our purpose, and design a life that worked for us. Which is why we created the Swag and Soul Strategy Sesh for you. And Yeti and I are two friends who are travel buddies on this epic adventure, figuring out work-life harmony together, which has made the journey so much easier and fun. Consider us your besties by your side as you are figuring it all out. Imagine having a human GPS or tag team of trusted advisors to help you navigate finding your way through the corporate jungle of leadership. Honestly, we wish we had had this when we started. Exactly. There's so much noise out there. People telling us how to do things their way. So many shoulds and coulds. So many people showing us their highlight reels without sharing their bloopers, outtakes, and heartbreaks along the way to help us see the journey that took them there. You might see me and Christina out in these online streets and think, damn, they're killing the game. And in lots of ways we are, but we also know what it's like to have to reinvent yourself when life did not go according to plan. And we wanna help you get to where you wanna be by getting in the driver's seat and having the audacity and confidence to lead with your vision and values. Yes. You can enjoy the journey and reimagine your path. If you're like us and want to figure out how to root into your authenticity and authority while winning at work, wealth, and well-being, click the links in the show notes and visit us at swagandsoul.com to book your Swag and Soul strategy sesh. And be prepared to feel guided and supported as you discover that the messiness and unpredictability of leading through uncertainty can be an epic adventure that allows you to create your own roadmap and reach your desired destination. Christina, you're making it seem like really easy. You started this business and your business was immediately successful and you were having all of this like work-life harmony. You know, we don't believe in work-life balance around (laughs) here, but can you just it down? Because like, At the start of the pandemic, right, at the start of the pandemic, things were not so easy breezy as an entrepreneur. So I want you to keep it all the way 100. Keep it really real. I know. That highlight reel sounded so sexy, right? (laughs) Paint the picture of what was really going on at, at the start of the pandemic. So what had happened was, right, the pandemic happened. I remember the last day, I believe it was Friday, March 13th. Friday the 13th was my last day that I 
did some work in a school. And then we were put on lockdown that weekend. We were told it was going to be two weeks. I remember I was organizing all my closets and counters and cabinets. And then we found out it was it was going to be a little bit longer. And I just remember thinking, oh, okay. So I built my whole business around one, <laughs> one target customer, one set of offerings. And it doesn't look like that target customer is who I'm going to be able to be selling to in the near future. So, you know, at the same time, you also had a business. I just started your business and... <laughs> Because it was originally based on live in-person events, we were both looking at each other cross-eyed. I was on hold with the unemployment <laughs> line, like uh, SOSing over here. You were trying to think of how do I recoup my startup costs, right? Because now my business is not viable. And I love that human ingenuity, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. We, we said, let's track this journey on a, a pretend podcast, right? Called the Wild Wild West of Adulting. And for that to turn in our small but mighty subscribership of 10 people to have one person, a global head of people or a legal services company say, hey, I want some wellness work. I want some DEI work. Can you two connect together? That was, again, another example, another illustration of conventional wisdom is not always what you should be blindly following as gospel every single time, right? Because as the world evolves, as you know, your circumstances are different than other circumstances, for us to have been able to flip that YouTube video into a 40K contract and then build out a whole empire that we are building right now, like that is, I mean, I think I just brought it back to sensationalistic, <laughs> but that six months in between, that was a real dogfight right there. Like that was me not paying my mortgage. I mean, yes, they had the programming there. So it's not like it was negatively affecting my credit per se. But that, again, when you talk about the things that you hold as your identity or things that make you feel less than, that was a very hard pill to swallow to make that call to say, hey, can I can I temporarily stop doing this while I get back on my feet? And, you know, to God be the glory, was able to get back on track. But those were very real, real moments. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this idea that there's more than one path, then it, it requires a sense of reinvention, a sense of reimagination, a way for us to kind of think about how could this look differently, right? If we were to reimagine the path. And so for you, I think, you're talking a lot about right your educational consulting practice and now saying you wanted to pivot into corporate settings, right? Like that was taking your background as a former teacher, as a former New York City High School principal, and now translating that into serving a new audience, right? Like how wild was that at the time to say, okay, the schools are shutting down, but I'm going to kind of figure out where can I find a new customer for the skills and the strengths and the talents I already have. And then for me, right, it was thinking about how can I work differently? Like you talk about this landing this contract with a global legal services firm, but really, I mean, we converted that YouTube channel into a multi-year licensing deal, into multiple six figures of revenue from B2B deals that we were doing as a side hustle to support ourselves and sustain ourselves through that 
rocky time of the pandemic. And for me, the licensing deal was super, super exciting because I was trying to figure out, right, there's this idea that we have to either not make money from doing what we love or that we have to only make money by working hard or that we have to sort of trade time for money in a way that really replicates the old models that we were used to being in, which is that, you know, FaceTime and being physically present in order to earn your paycheck, right? And, And for you being, you know, in that CEO role of a charter school, for me being in that corporate executive role, right, working with Fortune 10 clients, like it required a lot of us energetically, right? Yeah. To be able to show up and to make an impact. And as an entrepreneur, I was like, I got to figure out how to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Okay. So, right. The idea that we could create like train the trainer solutions that we could leverage like our intellectual capital in new ways so that we didn't have to always be physically present when we were generating revenue to continue to sustain ourselves and our families. I mean, I think that was mind blowing, right? At the height of the pandemic, it almost forced us to be more creative. It forced us to be more innovative because we couldn't leave our homes, because it was a virtual first environment, because even us partnering together was something that- Yeti, can we just pause for a second? Can we pause for a second? We have just passed our two year anniversary together working on this joint venture of Why Dynamic Dialogues. And we've done 100% of the, oh no, I'm sorry. We did have the one gig in Barcelona together. That was just this past June. But prior to that, every single one of our client engagements have been over a computer, right? Mm -hmm. There were three where I went in person, but you were still being, you know, zoomed in. That is wild. I'm sorry. Like, Yes, this is, again, just an illustration of we can pivot, we can soar, we can do things we never imagined in our wildest of imaginations. Again, when you walked up to me in second grade and said, hi, my name's Inyeti and I like pizza, and we you know, became fast friends, you could not have paid me a million dollars to believe that one day we would start a joint venture that would become a global brand. Oh my goodness, Christina. I mean, it, it, the the stars aligning on that one. I mean, really, I couldn't have imagined it. I couldn't have predicted it. And I still, I also remember some of my friends when we started that YouTube channel, they were like, why are you doing this? Like we were cracking jokes on the internet, right? Like to, to cope with what was happening in the world right. around us, small businesses shutting down and processing really the impact that that had on us and our businesses. And from that moment of playfulness, from that moment of creativity, to think that that could have then been a door opener to mm. opportunity. I mean, it's just wild. It's incredible to even imagine it. And so I think that's really the promise that we started this conversation around, which is that driving off the beaten path, like you never know, like those moments of serendipity, those moments of you know, just being spontaneous, spontaneity, right? That that then lead to opportunities that you could not even have imagined for yourself. And so that's the part I think that has been so like surprisingly refreshing and rewarding about this is yeah. that it's not like we were like step one, step two, right? Which me having a strategic mind is how I used to operate. It was me surrendering <laughs> and allowing myself to relish in the journey and not be so fixated on the destination. 
And also to be flexible with the fact that while I have a clear vision of where I'm heading, I can also relish, right, and in the off the beaten path sort of detours and other just alternative paths to get to the goal. Yeah, I love that concept of surrender. And I talk about it a lot in my soul leadership because conventionally, again, we think of surrender, white flag, you've given up. That's not the surrender you and I are talking about. There is a surrender in trusting that there is this divine providence and that you are on the path that any obstacle you encounter is one that you are fully equipped to be able to overcome. And so I do think you also brought up something that's important and it's pausing, right? It's being still. And so we would love to encourage you if you're listening right now to think about and and sort of unpack, right? Whether it's by yourself or in community with somebody else, an accountability buddy or a small group, whatever, whatever um, format you want to do it. But think about asking and then answering yourself this question of, are you in the driver's seat, right? Are you in the driver's seat? And if the answer is yes, do you know where you're going and why you want to get there, right? We don't want to be kind of asleep at the wheel and just, um, it was funny the other day I started to drive somewhere, but because I was on autopilot, I actually got on the highway in the wrong direction and then had to call my coffee date and tell them I would be a few minutes late. So do you know where you're going and why you want to get there? And if you don't know yet, think about what are three areas, right, in your life where you can take back that steering wheel, right? Again, write this in a journal. You can talk about it with your best friend, your biz bestie, or your colleague. But think about these questions. Think about the answers. Then start start moving. I love that so much. And we want to hear from you. So share with us in the comments of our YouTube video. Let us know, right? Where are you heading, right? What is it that's causing you to reflect at this moment and kind of want to shift in a new direction? We want to hear you're going to be our fellow passengers on this journey. So we'd love to hear your perspectives. All right, Christina, another great chat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining me and we'll look forward to another dynamic dialogue and Yeti. Come on, stay on brand. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll look forward to catching y'all next time. Well, I enjoyed chatting with my in real life bestie and my virtual biz besties today. As did I. We trust you had a blast on this joy ride with us. We want you to help spread the word that life's journey is much sweeter with a little more swag and soul. You can help us do this by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can reach more ears and spread the positivity, helping more swagnistas and soulsters reach greatness. Don't forget to visit swagandsoul.com to book your swag and soul strategy sesh. We definitely wish we had something like this when we started. Until next time, remember, you have the key to unlock limitless possibilities with swag and soul. Where we hashtag manifest your destiny while pursuing your wildest ambitions.